Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. back there on the side going, man, this is just so cool that we get to do this together. And uh, if you know anything about this church or if you knew or if you've been coming for a while, this church is about, it's about a, it's about an us. It's about a we. It's about a better. It's about, it's about a together. And uh, this isn't a, this isn't a one-man show. We believe that we're just, we're just so much better uh, when we are, when we are together. And so we are really, really glad that you're here today. If you're visiting for the very first time, um, or if you're visiting uh, for the, for the um, you've been coming for forever, we're really, really glad that you're here today. Um, I remember that service that uh, the Andrews were at and the Garmin's were at. That first, our first service was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. The lights didn't work. Lights were like shooting people in the face. We just, we didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. I was so excited for the first Sunday. I'm like, this is going to be incredible. It's going to be revival. Thousands of people are going to show up. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be the best. This is going to be the next whatever best church in America is. Like, this is going to be incredible. And we got to the very end of it, and those two kids walked up to us and like, hey, today was awesome. We're like, yeah, man, it was awesome. Look what God did. We're in the middle of a miracle. <laughs> we're moving. We're going to have 1,000 people next week. It's going to be incredible. And, and they were like, yeah, um, but it's not for us. It's just not for us. And those two those two young guys, um, those two young guys left, and Donna was reminding me of a, one of their posts this morning. I don't say that? Okay. Uh, if you want to know what their post was, see me later. Apparently I can't see it from the stage. <laughs> but it was funny, and so uh, I'm going to have a receiving line at the very end and say it all. Uh, the good news is we're not recording second service, so if I can get your permission between now and then to say it, it will be really, it'll be really funny. Um, anyways, I just, it was awesome. And then the very next week, God um, brought Abel. Eloy's back on the sound today. And I said, you remember how we just, we couldn't even get stuff to work that should just work. We just couldn't get stuff. Week one, we couldn't get stuff to work. Week three, we couldn't. Month three, we still, like, we'd get there. We set up at 6.30 a.m. And uh, the Garmin son, who I just saw, he just, he's, he's, a, he's now a pilot. But he would come early at 7 a.m. He would pull all these boxes to all these places. And we would unload all these boxes. And it w- we would unload it, and it would go pretty good. And then we get in the auditorium, we got there a little bit early, and it just stuff just didn't work that we thought was we just pl- it was like it's a light, just plug it in, it's gonna work. And we try to be all technological savvy. Like we had wireless lights, and how many of you know technology? Sometimes it, it does whatever it wants to do every time. And the, the technology didn't work, but here's what we knew: <clears throat> we knew that if we were we after week one, Donnie goes, "Hey, we gotta do this again next week." And I'm like, "Oh shoot!" Here's what we knew. We knew if we could just put our head down and be faithful and be focused that God would do what only he could do. And so really, well, after that, literally, I was, I was, just ex- I was excited to start a church. How many of you know a lot of people love starting things, but we don't count the cost of what it takes to actually finish those things? And so I was like, man, I was so excited to start. And then it, and then it literally from week one to week two, I thought, I'm going to be a pastor who finishes strong. We're going to be a church that finishes strong. We're going to be a church if God picked us up and moved us somewhere else overnight that people were actually going to miss Hope Church. And so for seven years, we've done that. We've memorized a verse uh, over the last uh, two weeks, and it's week three, uh, Psalm chapter 18, verse 39. The Bible says, you've armed me with strength for the battle. You've armed me with strength for the battle. There was parts of this time, parts of this season where I thought, man, we were tired, we were weary, things weren't working, and we just we were reminded that we've been in a battle. 
And the latter part of that verse is really, really encouraging for you and for me. The Bible says that God has subdued my enemies underneath my feet. He put them underneath, right underneath my feet. That's where the enemy belongs. He's not beside you. He's not in front of you. He's not behind you. The Bible says that God has put the enemy underneath. He subdued them. We don't use that word a lot. I think that's King James. Subdued. That is, how many knows, like, sometimes the older words, they just have more weight, you know? Like, just old words, they just... They just feel better. Just a good old 1611 King James Version. Sometimes it just has weight that kind of hits your shoulders. But, man, the enemy, God says that he's subdued the enemies underneath our feet. And so we've been in a series called Battle. And last week we looked at the belt. We looked at the belt of truth. A belt's important. I was with a guy today, this morning already, and he's like, hey, my pants are loose. I need a belt. I don't want to embarrass him. He's like, I need, what do you got? And I was like, I got some yarn. I got some yarn back there, back in the truck, and he's kind of a redneck. He lives up in Gainesville, and uh, I'm not going to call anybody out, but he went back and found a, a sound cable, and the sound cable is wrapped around his waist. And he was singing in this position right here with the khaki pants on. He just went ahead. Dude's down like 40 pounds. Over, he's just losing, losing weight. I'm like, dude, you, either got, you need to get like a, I'm like trying to, Nelson, I'm trying to tell him like he has to have the right kind of belt on, you know what I'm saying? That was an illustration for today that only God could give us. That you got to have on the belt of truth. You got to have on the belt of truth, but this week we want to talk about the shoes, the shoes of peace, the shoes, the shoes of peace, and uh, this is this is important. Here's what the Bible says about about shoes. Therefore, here's this this armor that God's given us. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you'll be standing firm. And it's our desire for you that you'll be standing firm. That's what we want for you. And the next part says, the, the next verse, so for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. How many of you know that you got to have on the right kind of shoes? And the Bible says if you've got salvation, if you've got good news, then you should have peace. You should have some peace on your shoes. And so shoes are, shoes are vitally important. How many of you guys know if I have these shoes on, what am I doing? I'm going running. I got these on. These are, Tyson told me to get these. He wakes up early. He does 10,000 steps before all, all of us get up. And uh, these shoes right here, if you put these shoes on, boy, they bounce, boy. These are nice. When he told me, he's like, you got to get these in the outlet. I walked in the outlet, and I want to tell you the favor of God was on my life in the outlet. <laughs> Ariel, this is how I know it's the favor of God. I walked in. Tyson's like, yo, these are X amount. And I don't remember how much he told me they were, but he's like, they're X amount. Well, I walked into the thing, and they were $99. I'm like, yo, I looked online. They were 160 bucks in line. I'm like, if the favor ain't fair, I don't know what is. And then right below that, it said 30% off. And I said, Jehovah Jireh, you guys, come on. He can provide for us. If I put shoes on, you know, if I put these shoes on, you know I'm going running. Now, some of you guys didn't say that because you're like, some of you guys were like, well, if you put those on, you're going to preach. You know, like, we don't really know what you're going to do. We don't really know. You can, who knows? But I'm, at least I'm going walking in these. So if I have these on, those don't work for CrossFit. Those are only, those are my running shoes. I got different shoes for CrossFit. How many of you know what happens if I, if I put these shoes on? He says spikes on them. And so I'm going, I'm going golfing. Now, I know what you're thinking. I, I'm glad Chris is here. Uh, I, the YMCA does a golf tournament, and I do, the, I do the golf tournament every year. And last year, the gift in the golf tournament, Nelson, two years ago, we got these shoes. Now, you can tell. You're like, he doesn't golf that much. I haven't worn these yet. <laughs> I'm saving for a special occasion. I'm going to whoop someone's butt in golf in this room here with these shoes on one day. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saving them for, but I got them, though, just in case. I got some other ones. How many of you guys know what I'm doing when I got, when I got these guys on, these, these shoes right here? So preaching, I'm going on a date night. Come on, if you dress nice, your, your chances are better with your day, if you dress nice. I'm putting these bad boys on. These were a gift. These were, these, these are, 
when I slide these guys on, these, these uh, Salvatore Ferragon, when so, someone gave me, when I slide these shoes on, it's game time, baby. I'm going on a date, boy. Sometimes I wear these with shorts, boy. Diane's like, your legs look so good in those shorts and these shoes. I'm ready. If I put these on, I'm going on a date night. How many of you guys know if I slide these on, I'm, I'm single. I'm single. <laughs> I'm freaking single. Come on. You ain't, you ain't getting a, hey, I promise you this. You don't, if you're single here and you're rocking these, you're going to stay single. No girl wants a dude that wears, no girl wants a dude that's got, that's wearing Crocs. I mean, you don't, you're not going to work with these on, Phil. You're not going to work on, you're not going to work with these on. You're just, you shouldn't be. You're like, he didn't have a job. You know what I'm saying? Like, he found those. I don't know what you think. I'm, I'm not owning a pair of these people. Like, hey, Pastor West, I gave in. I'm like, you shouldn't have gave in. Why did you buy those? And so the shoes, the shoes, they matter. They're really comfortable. I mean, being single sometimes is comfortable. You know what I'm saying? If you're okay with that, the shoes, they, 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 they matter. If you have, the, you have to have the right shoes on. How many of you guys in here today, the older you get, the shoes, you have to have the certain kind of shoes on. Because here's why, this first point. Shoes of peace, they provide stability. People want to be around someone who's, who's stable. And if you got shoes of peace on, you're like, dude, I want to be around that person. They're stable. They're just, you can just tell that he or she, man, they're stable. You, they, the gospel has changed them, and they're not wearing shoes of frustration, shoes of anger, shoes of anxiety, shoes of bitterness, shoes of unforgiveness. They're not wearing that kind of shoe. They're wearing, they're wearing the shoes of peace. Someone who has the gospel, this, 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 this battle, this gear that God's given us, all the gear comes from God. The belt came from God. The shoes came from God. The, the breastplate comes from God. All these things that we're going to talk about in the next four or five weeks, they all come from God. But the shoes of peace, they provide stability. If you meet someone that's stable, you're like, man, there's something different about he or she. They have the, they have the shoes, of, shoes of stability on them. I, I need to get some help for this, for this point because uh, one of the people that have been at this church for seven years has been stable with us. I'm so, so, so thankful. Can we thank God for Maggie up here today? And Diana. Man, these guys, are, these guys have been stable. Diana's tried to quit like every year she tries to quit. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. But we keep on talking her and staying longer. And so... Um, this, when I and I were talking about the shoes, um, the shoes of peace, uh, the person that came to our mind, the stability, the person that came to our mind was Maggie. And so I'm just so thankful, so thankful for her. Maggie, make sure she's on. Now you got to have the power on the bottom. See, she's, she's on the bottom and she's slid up there. Yeah, she's good now. Give that to her. She's ready to go. She's mic three. Mike, she's ready to go. Try it. They're concerned about what I'm going to say. Yeah, they know. <laughs> they know. Usually people that you never see on stage, when they come on stage, you're like, this, this may or may not be good. Eloy's, <laughs> Eloy's a trustee, so he's like, hey, I don't think Wes thought this through all the way. Um, Maggie, tell everyone how you, got, how you got to Hope Church. So I found Hope Church through Facebook before they ever even started. Came across my Facebook feed that Hope Church was coming, so clicked on it to learn a little bit more. Um, and then put that I was interested in coming. And then Wes reached out to me to introduce himself to me um, through Facebook, and yeah, that's how I came, day one. Yes, you came with Liv, who I think came in all On crutches. Uh, she Liv tore the in... first of two ACLs. Yes, she was and in I thought eighth you grade. were eighth grade, right? When you yeah, came? she was eighth grade. And I was like, man, that's shoot, she's an abusive mother. That's the first thing <laughs> I thought. I just I thought that about you. I was when I was judgmental. God saved me from that at this church, and so I'm no longer. Define judgmental. abuse. Well, yeah, okay. Define that. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
Yeah. Do you remember your first Sunday at Hope Church? I do. I remember going up the steps in there to West Orange. A lot of faces that I see I remember seeing the first day. I remember seeing all of your family because everybody looks alike in your family. Um, so I remember that. But I what mainly stood out Is to me. Is she saying that all black people look the same? No. Is that what? I, that's what I heard. No. You Beecham's are very distinct. You Beecham's. Your jeans are strong. <laughs> But I distinctly remember coming in and finding a seat and Wes coming to me, never met him before in person at all, and bringing Diana and introducing himself and saying, this is Maggie and Olivia. And he didn't even know me really. So that stands out to me for first Sunday. And you did our very first Next Steps class Yes, ever. first round of Next Steps in the cafeteria. Which I think at that point it was like a two or three part class. It was you, November, you, yeah, 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 and it was two weeks back to back. Yeah. And that next steps also, I was in charge of drinks. You probably forgot them. I forgot. No, I had the drinks, but I forgot the ice. The <laughs> That's drinks, okay. It was still good. You're the, lucky I grew up in a house that drank, that drank uh, hot soda. So you're I worked out. I did that on purpose Very then. Good. I yeah. did that on purpose. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what made you come back the next week or what, what kept you coming? Just everybody. And it's the same thing that we still carry now. When somebody walks in the door, like everybody was welcoming. Everybody greeted me. Everybody said Hello. Um, and you two especially, there's like, you're never going to meet more authentic people than these two right here. What you see is what you get, um, and they just welcome you into your, their family right away, so that kept me coming back. So Maggie did Next Steps, and she started out in what we still call Red Room, and I yes. think Judah and Sayla were in Red Room. No, Judah and Sayla were babies. Oh, they were babies. Trip right. was Red Room, and Trip <laughs> tried to throw me off every single Sunday by telling me I needed to call him something different. One mm -hmm. week he was John. One week he was John it Wesley, still happens all today. of it. It yeah. still happens to all of us. Yes, yeah. So Maggie started off in the, the Red Room, which was our preschool room, um, and just served faithfully once. I think she probably started it once a month. And then slowly I'm like, man, this lady, is she's here all the time. Like, she, she's really good with these kids. So I'm like, hey, would you go ahead and take two times a month? And she's like, sure. So I think you were here, was it at West Orange? About um, a year, about a year in. I'm like, yeah. hey. Would you like to have lunch? I just want to talk to you, see how life is. Just so casual we, lunch. Huh? Casual, casual lunch. lunch the we get some sandwiches. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you think about helping lead in the preschool and nursery area? And I feel like over three three or four years, every few months, I'd be like, hey, you want to go to lunch? Hey, would you like to take on this? Hey, would you like to take on this? And slowly but surely, Maggie, um, eventually she was just kind of here on the weekends. And then she became part-time as leading our nursery and preschool, but we all know Maggie now does a lot more than just nursery and preschool. She has helped put our groups together, and God has just really, we love, um, we love just watching the whole thing, watching Live grow up, high school, all the things, and so, but every time Maggie has, has said yes, she, she is a two on the Enneagram, so you do have to be careful, but, but she has said yes, and she has been faithful, and she has um, been an encourager, and so, um, why, why did you stay so faithful in baby and kids ministry? Or how, did, how does that connect with you? So what they didn't know for a while is probably about six months before Diana asked me to that first lunch, I was driving to work, praying, you know, just praying to God for direction. And I heard him say, children's ministry. He told me, you're going to children's ministry. And that was six months before she ever invited me to lunch. So God's called me here. God calls me to stay here, and I will stay here forever as long as he calls me here. Yes. Come on. Maggie knows every single kid's name who's back there from Red Room beyond. My kids, they were in babies. They moved up to Red Room. They came home saying the verses every week, and 
Maggie, when we went through um, pandemic, Maggie was doing Zoom calls with the preschool kids every week. No one, when people come in, they don't really care. If you are in that hallway, red room or beyond, you don't really care about anybody except, where's Miss Maggie? Where's Miss Maggie? Where, where hurt, are we going? It's kind of hurtful for me. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's okay. good for me, though, but we it's pray, hurtful. Yeah. Um, and so Maggie has been working lots of jobs. Um, and yes. so she works, she's been, she works at the dentist's office. And so she's b balanced back and forth. We finally got her. We snagged her two days a week over here. Then they, we play tug of war with her a, a lot with yeah. her other office. Um, and so, but she has, but even in her one or two days here, um, she never complains. She's so excited to always, she comes every single Saturday night and just faithful. She is, she is like, she is stability. She's stability for these kids. She's, hey, come on parents. Is she stability for some of us? Yeah, like when we on. walk in in the morning and your kids having a meltdown, you're like, if they could just see Maggie, we would be okay. She's stability. She really yeah, is a picture of stability. What's your favorite memory at Hope Church? I have lots because obviously I've been here forever. Um, honestly, the things that I think about when I think of my favorite memories is uh, we know it's hard for little kids to go back there. And so we have some kids that just walk right in and they're happy to be back there. And then there's some that it takes a little bit. Um, and my favorite, favorite <laughs> memory was we had this one little one that I'm not kidding. I think it took close to three months to get them to stay without crying a whole service. And Olivia and I would leave church on Sunday after this family came, and we would plot all week, how are we going to get this little one to stay back there? Like, we were determined. Like, it was like, she's going to love us. She's going to love us. And I'll never forget the first Sunday that she stayed. And not just stayed and kind of, like, hung on to us, but, like, went and played for everybody. Like, I remember her name. I, remember, I just remember her outfit that day. That's my favorite memory because we worked so hard to get her to love it back there, and she finally stayed. I love that. I, that, I love that. I'm so thankful. I was, I was thinking about all these things that you've been a part of at this church, but you were there for the first, first service. You were with us for our first location because we've gone to two locations, and, you know, we went from one place to another place, and the first to next steps. I mean, you, you learn a lot about a church. If you go through next steps, you're there for a first, you're there for a transition. Like, she's been there for a lot of our a lot of our first, and you've been stable through all that. Maggie and Liv, we actually, you, guys were at the first, you guys were baptized at the first baptism. And uh, I think it was cold that day, and it was awesome, and God will, God's going to bless that. Um, Maggie was our very ever, our very first time, um, part-time hire, like, hey, can you just come for a day? And then it was two days, and then we snagged her, and then like Diana said, two, tug of war, and our first ever serve day, the Christmas Eve services, then we went to two services. And one thing about you, about your stability, is that you, I'm, I'm sure there was times when Diana pitched you ideas, you're going, I'm not exactly sure about this. Um, but you've gone with us on all of those, on all of those ideas and two services. And, and then we got to Easter and we're like, hey, for Easter, we're going to have to go to three services, which if you go to three services, that's three nursery roads, that's three nursery um, services. And it, it was just like thing after thing after thing after thing that you've been faithful for. And um, I'm just so, so, so thankful for you guys today. So Maggie's up here today because we wanted you guys to know that Maggie is coming on full time with us as of a week and a half from now. And we are so, so, so excited. And we've been talking about how long we've been trying to hire Maggie. And like, we've like, Diane's like, you know, it's been like six months. Like, we've been trying to have this conversation and trying to get there. And I'm like, six months, six <laughs> years. We needed her, we've needed her six, six years. And so we're so thankful for her. You've been such a huge piece of stability for us. And we wanted you guys to know that when you're faithful, God always brings opportunities. And when you're obedient, God always brings always brings blessings. And so I brought a pair of shoes for you today, Maggie, because, 
Because I'm like Wes, I don't have like a thousand pairs. No, shoes. you don't. Not everyone needs a thousand pairs of shoes. Some God has called some people to have a thousand pairs of shoes. <laughs> and um, and Maggie, I had to get you tennis shoes. And the reason why I had to get you tennis shoes is because um, the last church that I came from, they called me Dash. And I don't know why they, I don't, I don't know if it was racist or what, but they called me Dash. And I'm like, I found out that they called me Dash because I was always going. And I was going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And if you also know me, if you work uh, for this church, you gotta have a pair, you gotta have a pair of orange shoes also. So they gotta be, they gotta be, and then obviously they gotta be Nike because that's the shoes that God wears. And so I got you these fresh orange uh, 270s. To thank you thank for your you, stability. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Also, um, the first, when we went to our very first conference as we were training to be pastors, we had a pastor give us shoes as we're stepping into this new full-time leading people. And so you're literally bringing the shoes of the gospel to every kid yeah. in this room. So these shoes represent so much more than just dashing, but like kids are going to get to know Jesus because of what you teach them in that classroom. Yeah. And so we're so thankful. Can we honor Maggie yeah, this morning? Come on. Excited, celebrate her faithfulness and what God's doing. Man, so, 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 so thankful for Maggie. You be seated for just a moment. Hey, the reality is, you know, if you've been here before, we always say this, we have a big, a big dream. So that takes a big team. Our, our, the dream that we have to reach this city is going to take all of us. It's going to take everybody wearing their shoes, everyone doing, everyone doing their part. And um, the Garmins live over on the coast, but they did their part for so many years at this church in groups and opened up their home and gave. The first person to ever give this church a car was, was that family. And we were able to give that car to somebody else and just continually, continually gave. It's how it works. It, this thing works off of people just giving their time, their talent, their treasure, and their testimony. People sharing their sharing story. We had our house open this past week with a community group, and one of the girls was sharing a little bit about her story. And I was telling the group, rest of the group that when you share your story, it inspires other people. And so your testimony, it really does, it really does matter. So time, talent, treasure. But it's not just one person. It is a lot of people. Uh, doing a lot of things. And so we showed a video back just a few weeks ago, not everyone saw it out our volleys, out our volleys, but it takes so many people uh, doing so many things. And um, this, this video is, is called Dream Big because there's so many people um, that we're partnering with them on the dream that God's put on their heart to go out and do, um, to do this thing called the, build the kingdom of God. And so we want to show it to you guys uh, today. Yeah, come on. It takes all of us doing our part and the people that set these chairs up that you're sitting in today this floor that we put down the stage the lights the sound there's a people that are watching online today the live stream all that takes all of us and the good news the good news when it's in us and when we accept the good news it it gives us this 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 part of our tool belt we get the the shoes of peace and we're literally taking peace we're in the peace business. We're taking peace to people. Down with somebody, a lady walked in the other day, and she was so anxious to be there. And she walked up and she goes, I'm so glad you're here today. I'm so glad you're here today. And she was like, Phew. thank you. She walked across those doors. You've been there before. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And you're going, man, I just don't. I've been a visitor before, and I'm like, this is what it feels like. <laughs> and you, someone walk up to you and say, hey, man, we're so glad you're here today. The Romano's kids, uh, their oldest, Caleb, not the oldest, Caleb, 
one of the one of their 20, he's at college and he said, oh, the parking lot people here are so nice. It's like people in the parking lot, it matters. And you pull in, you see Lance out there. I mean, anybody wearing a Dolphins hat, you know they're good people. You just know they're good people. It's in the Bible somewhere. It just, you just feel the peace when you, when you, we're really inviting people into a peaceful environment to hear the gospel. The gospel of good news should allow people to have this peace. And so when we're here today, these shoes of peace, it, it gives, it gives stability. But here's the second thing. It gives us mobility. It gives us mobility. The, these, these shoes, there's, they, they give us mobility. We're able to move. We're able to keep on going. We're able to be overcomers. We're able to be a part of seeing strongholds broken. We're able to see breakthroughs happen because we're mobile. We're just going to keep on moving. I, I'm, I'm amazed, Nelson, that, the, that the, guy, the, the shoes that these guys wore to battle, I'm amazed they weren't combat boots. They legit were sandals with straps on them. They were mobile. They were stable enough. They had spikes on the bottom, so they were able to be stable, and they were able to kind of have a little bit of traction because they were running, because it was a lot of, it was, it was, the, the battle was faster back then. There was no machines. There was no waiting for this. They really were moving quick. They were, they were mobile. The shoes of peace, they provide mobility. And if you're here today and you've accepted the gospel in your life, you should be mobile. The Bible says to go into all the world and preach the gospel. God wants us to be mobile. We should be a, we should be a movement. You've heard me say this before, this church, it's not a cruise ship. It's a battleship. We are going to battle. We are trying to reach the world. We're trying to reach the city for Christ. We're trying to help young people be rescued by the gospel way before the world takes them and destroys them and spits them out. It takes all of us. So while we honor the last seven years, we got to look forward to the next seven years. Man, that's what... 85% 85% of churches are in plateau or decline. You know what they're doing? They're clapping at all their past accomplishments. Look what we did, look what we did, look what we did, look what we did. And meanwhile, there's a lost and dying world out there, and we're called to go out there and rescue them. We got to go out there. And we can be like, wow, look at that video. Your goal should be next year to be in the video. Not because you'd be like, oh, wow, the video, but because you're now on a team. You're now making a difference. A lot of you have come to this church, and, you, and now you know God, and that's awesome. And then you maybe some of you guys, you haven't discovered your purpose yet, but you should discover your purpose. And then you should go out and you should make a difference. That's the vision of this church. And so if you're only doing part of it, it's like being at Matt Rini's ski school. And you go, hey, I'm there. I got my shorts on. I got my vest on. And he says to you, hey, where's your, where's your ski at? Oh, I didn't bring my ski. Well, then you're not ready yet. You got to have a ski. And where's your rope at? You got to have all the pieces. Students in here today, you go to school, you have your notebook and you have your binder and your backpack. And how many of you know you're not ready unless you have your lunchbox? You'd be hungry. You want some, you gotta have some food in you. And so I just want to encourage you today. If you're here going, wow, this is awesome. Look at this church in seven years. I want to let you know we're gonna go a lot further in the next seven years. It starts today. This is the first Sunday of year eight. And we're gonna go get it. And we're gonna go get it together. And we're gonna see a victory. And we're gonna see victories in our lives. And we're gonna see victories in our lives, then we're gonna go out in the community, and people are gonna see victories in our lives, and then we're gonna start seeing victory in people, other people's lives. Because that's what he's called. So I'm gonna invite you to stand to your feet all across the way. We're gonna sing the words of this song, See a Victory, because I just believe it'll solidify in us, it will solidify in us the, the, these words. It'll solidify in us that we have the, the gospel in us, and then the peace that comes, the, the mobility, the stability, all that comes from the gospel, and that's the victory. The world's looking for us to see if we're winning. And it looks like a lot of the church is losing, churches are losing, it looks like the big C church is losing, 
People are leaving the church. COVID wiped out a lot of persons in the church. But I want to let you know, God's called us to help people see victories. And the victory comes from the Lord. So let's sing these words out. Let's lift them up as loud as we can. Let it be a prayer and a declaration for the next seven years. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.